In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Good morning, everyone. Father Chris is sitting for a confession for anybody who would like to go to confession before we begin. I see a lot of uh, women here, a lot of mothers who have been preparing tirelessly and endlessly, um, and a lot of tired men from probably eating the last few days and getting ready for later today. Um, it's so nice to be here, and I thank Father Tristan for inviting me to celebrate the Mass today uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, it is a joy always to be here uh, back in San Diego uh, celebrating the Mass and praying with you all. Thanksgiving is a special day. It's not something that is a holy day of obligation. It's not something that is in our liturgical calendar. It's not the remembrance of a feast or, or a saint or anything like that. It's, it's purely an American holiday established um, in history to sort of build in to our society and our community a sense of gratefulness, a sense of thanksgiving. And I think the reason why it's placed is because it's because it knows that in the human condition, human beings can forget this. Human beings can lose a sense of gratefulness, can lose a sense of thanksgiving. And I think a lot of us who have been here, we have this virtue, we have this remembrance that someone who is good is someone who thanks God every day when they wake up, thanks God for the meal that they have, who doesn't complain a lot. And we always think of this as maybe older people who have experienced life, people that have gone through life, people that have gone through hard times. And for that reason, they can become grateful people. Sometimes the older generation looks at the younger generation and says, well, you complain too much, you ask for too much, and you don't give thanks too much for the things that you have. Wait and see until you get older. When you get married, when you have kids, when you go and see things in your own eyes, you're gonna remember what I was telling you and how grateful you should be. But I think there's a specific, a specific type of per person that God wants to bring out of us, that God wants to create in us, a, a specific type of heart and attitude that is very Christian, that is very fitting for a person that wants to be called Christian. A lot of you have come here today for whatever reason. You might have been dragged here by your parents if you're kids. You might have come here because you want a sense of peace before you see all the family that you have. And I think a lot of you here are here because you're recognizing that there is a God who has saved you. There's a God who has died for you. There's a God who's answered your prayers. There's a God who's healed your family when you asked for healing. And you realize now, more than ever, you've come here because you still need this God. Today we read in the Gospel, Jesus, he's on his way to Jerusalem, he's met by 10 lepers, people who have a serious sickness, who have been 
sort of alienated from their communities, alienated from their societies because of the sickness that they have. And they come desperately, it says they come at the feet of Jesus, saying, Jesus, they say, teacher, have mercy on us. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And so he doesn't touch them. He doesn't put his hands on them. He doesn't say anything that would affect healing in them. All he tells them is a command. What's the command that he tells them? He says, go and show yourselves to the priests. And so you're probably wondering, oh man, why is he telling me to do this? Isn't, doesn't he, shouldn't he tell me to you know, do something specific to get this healing? Doesn't, shouldn't he put his hand on me? Now he's giving them a command, go to the place of worship. Go to the priests in the temple, go there. And he doesn't give them a promise. He says, go and show yourselves to the priests. And what do they do? They don't question the words of Jesus. They don't doubt it for a second. It says right away, as they were going, on the way of them going, they were healed. What a beautiful way to be, be healed by Jesus. He gives you a command, and on your way, as you're walking, to follow the command of Jesus because you know that this command is coming from someone who is not just a master but is the God of the universe who created me. If you walk in that type of faith, you can, you can believe that there's blessings to follow. So they go and they walk and out of 10, 10 of them were healed. How many of them returned? One. 10%. 10% of the people that were healed got this amazing gift and favor done to them by Jesus, who probably were waiting years, who probably looked to so many different things, and finally they found the person who gave them that antidote, that medicine, that healing that they were so eager and dying to have. And only one of them returned to give thanks. Now, I don't think Jesus is shocked. Jesus is really shocked. He asks, only one, where are the rest? Where are the, the nine? Do you think Jesus needed them to give thanks? Do you think it would have made Jesus happier? Do you think it would have added to God's perfection? Do you think it would have added to God's goodness if a mere human being gives God thanks? God doesn't need our thanks. We, he doesn't need us to tell Him nice things. And I don't even think our parents need us to thank them, to say thank you. Because we could say the words thank you all the time, but if the relationship is not there, What's the point? So Jesus here, he's not doing a favor for these lepers just so that they could be healed and they can be happy and go return to their life. No, he's doing them a favor. He is giving them healing so that they can recognize that there is a relationship to be had, that they can see Jesus, not just as a vending machine, 
where they can see Jesus as everything they had ever hoped for. And so, for us today, when we see the thanks that these lepers are giving, remember, it's not because Jesus needed them to give thanks. Actually, when we're called to give thanks, we're called to give thanks because we need to always give thanks because we are a people that if we forget to give thanks, that if we forget to be grateful to God, if we begin complaining, if we forget what God has given us and we forget how far God has brought us from, we become people that are like those nine that are distant from Jesus. Our liturgy tells us how often we're supposed to give thanks. The Mass, we say, we lift up glory, honor, thanksgiving and adoration, when? What's the rest of the line? Now and forever. Now at all times. So you've come to Mass to give thanks to God. The Eucharist means thanksgiving. What, a, what more of a better way can you come to give thanks to Jesus? Come here to offer your thanksgiving to Jesus who has delivered you, who saved you, and will continue to stay faithful. And if you wish to stay faithful to Jesus, let us be like that one leper, following the command of Jesus, going to the place of worship, giving thanks to Him now at all times and forever. Amen.